0: visit RTI on the web at english.rti.org.tw.
1: Hello and welcome to Radio Taiwan International. I am Natalie. So, we have a lot of great programs for you today a Chinese lesson on Chinese to go. And on hashtag Taiwan, Leslie Lau brings you some interesting fan art of the presidential candidates. And then we have our show that is interactive with our listeners Status Update, brought to you by John and Shirley. But first, join us for Here in Taiwan. <laughs> Welcome to Here in Taiwan. It's Tuesday, November 5th, and in the studio, we have Leslie Liao. Hello, everybody. Shirley Lin. Hello. And I am Natalie So. We'll be telling you about a world record that we just broke for a gathering of people born through in vitro fertilization. And also, where Taiwan ranks in terms of stress. And also, um, the Zhang Jingguo Diaries will be made public soon. And what not to do if you're trying to catch a plane. Those stories and more coming right up. Okay, just over the weekend, we had an IVF World Expo, and we made a world record. It's a very beautiful world record. 3,000. People who were born through in vitro fertilization in Taiwan um, wore different colors, and they stood, they gathered in one place and um, took a picture, and they were basically in the shape of a world map. Wow. So, it was a beautiful picture, and it's a testimony to how successful we've been with this technology. Hmm. Um, This technology started here in 1987. At that point, we had about a 20% success rate. Now, what do you think um, our success rate is now today?
2: 90? 75?
1: (laughs) You guys are close. 80%. Oh, wow. So, (laughs) And artificial intelligence is helping with that. I don't know exactly how, but
3: (laughs) (laughs) it's
0: playing
1: a role. So um, what do you guys think of this?
3: I think it's good news for those who have the problem of of, um, infertility. That's for sure.
1: That's right. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people are actually marrying later. And especially mm. in Taiwan. Mm. Yes. I think it's even later than in Western countries. Yes. A lot of people get married late 20s, uh, early 30s, and then they have maybe their babies in their 30s, mm-hmm. right? So, the average age of a woman requesting the procedure is 39. Wow. wow. That's pretty old. Yeah. So, people are having their babies up to 40 or so.
2: On the later side. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: And it's it's doing quite well in Taiwan.
2: What's the average so- age of the people who turned off with the pictures, eh?
1: Well, the first one was done in 1987. Right. And one of uh, the first babies was there. So,
2: 37? how old is she now? <laughs> <laughs> 32.
1: <laughs> Only 32. Only
3: 32.
2: Wow. wow. Three wow. years old. That's than right. I am.
1: 32. So, she was the first Taiwanese. This lady main named uh, Chen Yingjie was the first Taiwanese to be born through huh. IVF. And, um,. She said her mother went through six rounds. Oh. Yeah, I heard it's Ouch. quite painful too. I mean, it's it's quite vigorous, rigorous.
2: I think uh-huh. it's pretty taxing. Taxing on the yeah. body is what it is.
1: Yeah. Anyway, I think that's good news. Um, the technology can help people have babies when they want to. Yeah. You guys want to have babies? Oh no, i haven't talking to are you. Les talking Light. to me now?
2: <laughs> always, had three babies. <laughs> always here, coming. That are having
1: uh, that are all grown up right now. <laughs> yeah. One just got married. Right. Yeah. And Leslie's still early to think about that, right? Well,
2: like, I think Shirley's daughter, who just got married, is like six years younger than I am. <laughs> it got me thinking. I was like, uh-oh. Wow, she's really ahead of the curve here. So I'm just like, oh, it got me thinking about it. But I'm nowhere near One close. step at a time. Yeah, there you right? go.
1: It's nice to have children, though, even though they're a lot of work. But oh. they're definitely rewarding.
2: Talk to my mom about a lot of work. <laughs> she knows. She knows. <laughs>
1: story about someone catching a plane this is kind of yeah so you know
2: uh, budget airlining budget traveling is all the rage now and they uh-huh. have stuff called like travel hacking where they uh, you know get all the credit card points and stuff like that and they play with a lot of the promotions going on and uh, one person took that to the extreme because in a really bizarre incident this past saturday um, as a plane was about to take off a man emerged from the bushes and booked it towards the plane, and he... Emerged uh,
1: from the bushes? Are you serious? Yeah, like, literally?
2: literally, he came out from the bushes. He was hiding <laughs> the bushes, he's waiting... What? You? No, 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 this is, a, apparently he's a Russian citizen. Okay. He's and he didn't, he didn't have a ticket? He didn't have a ticket, and uh, he just ran onto the uh, he ran onto the landing. He thinks he's in a Hollywood movie. Exactly, it looks like it's a movie thing. He wants right? a free ride. Yeah, people are thinking he wants a free free ride because this plane was uh, headed toward Palau, the Pacific island nation of Palau. He
1: Wanted a free vacation.
2: It looks well, like
1: a free the ticket. To the I vacation.
2: wonder how many. <laughs> times he's gotten away with this but um, the only reason they saw this happening was because the airplane behind it like the pilots saw this entire thing happen and unfold in front of them and I just cannot did he make it on the plane he made it on the plane but like because they reported it in they had like security had to come in and like wrestle him off
1: oh well they thought he might be a terrorist or something right who knows not just like a freeloader i don't even he know got, <laughs> he
3: got on where he
2: the got inside he no he got on the wheel of the plane right so you know how like when the we- wheel yeah yeah yeah. he got like on the wheel of the plane oh
1: i thought he was inside he was hiding. No,
2: no 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 he so like he was holding onto the wheel and what happened was i guess he was waiting for the wheel to come up when the plane that oh, is so and then you can
1: you can hang out there
2: i guess you i guess so um oh my god so yeah like, this is how old this guy they you see here's the next part where it gets really mysterious because this guy he has not said a thing since he got caught he hasn't said anything they got a diary that's uh that has russian scribbles in it so they think he might be russian but that's unconfirmed and there's no evidence of him like entering the country of he's not entering wow. taiwan so people are thinking like this probably this isn't his first time? time. Yeah, this probably isn't his first time doing something like this. So and uh, the, no, no fingerprint records, and he's not saying anything.
3: Did it Maybe find his passport? Speak Chinese no identification.
2: English. No identification. And he, it, you don't even know if he, if he speaks any of the because he hasn't said anything. He's and a Russian spy. Translators and stuff like that. Yeah, but, like, spies can afford I flights, know. I'm they sure. Know,
1: they can no, afford but, fake
3: I mean, I don't know what he's doing. Well, wait, I mean, either he's, not he's said a
1: freeloader a word. or he's a terror. Not a, probably not a terrorist. I think
2: he's headed to Palau, like so. It's like <laughs> a Pacific Island nation, and I think he might have had this with n- no idea where he was going. He was just going to run, be
1: like hitchhiking, and <laughs> <He's> just like <laughs> where's this plane
2: going? It could take me to Shanghai. It, it could take me to Sydney. Let's roll the dice here. Hmm. And uh, yeah, they, this was I. What bothers me is it's just like, how did he get past like the fence? Mm-hmm. And how was he able to just hide in some bushes?
1: Well, I'm worried about his own safety as well. Oh, yeah. But no any idea. Anyways, <laughs> fascinating. sounds like a scene from a movie.
2: It's exactly what it's like. But you see, the downfall is you get, you get apprehended by police. Yes,
1: and he should, right? Yeah. survey recently about how um high is your level of stress how high is your level of stress you guys would you say you have a lot of stress in your I life have heavy a lot stress? Of stress yes heavy stress do you experience personally stress?
3: inflicted stress personally <laughs> inflicted? <laughs> i'm constantly under stress i don't know why, why for that? no reason at all it's my personality i guess Are you a perfectionist or something or yeah just used to be uptight? not as much anymore i don't think well, your but your kids I'm are all uptight. big now.
1: You don't have to, like, worry uptight. about too many
3: people. What's going on, <laughs> <laughs> Shirley, about <you> know? work, <laughs> about life in general. No,
2: I'm a, ever since I came to RTI, I'm pretty easy. More like that. Oh, yeah. You're an
3: easy-going <laughs> man. <I'm> an easy
2: <laughs> yeah. breezy man. Okay, yeah. so I need to
3: hang up more around you. Yeah. <laughs> you should. Leslie's brought a lot of joy yes. to our yes. newsroom. Um,
1: this is an interesting survey. It's a well-being survey by Cigna. And they um, interviewed 13,000 people in 23 countries. And we are the second stressed out country of all these people. First one is Japan? South Korea. Oh. oh. I guess I'm not that surprised. They're pretty stressed. Pretty... I mean, th- with their emotions, you know.
2: Mm.
3: Uh-huh.
1: I can see them being really stressed out.
2: I could see that too. But Taiwan's number two.
1: I'm kind of surprised wow, about that. I am. Because I, I would think China or other places are more strict. Hong Kong. But 96% of Taiwanese said they experience heavy stress in their life. Mm. That's a lot.
2: Yeah. I could, so I,
1: I could see that though. And uh, South Korea was at 97%. Wow. And they interviewed people on five different uh, categories physical, Financial, workplace, social, and family wellness. Mm. And we scored poorly on the overall health index, only 55 out of 100. So we were second to last in that. The global average is 84%.
2: Oh, wow. Wow. That's a lot of people people experiencing heavy
1: stress. Yikes. And after Taiwan, then it was Hong Kong. At ninety-one percent in Singapore, at ninety-one percent. Oh, in Thailand, okay, they're all at ninety-one percent. Then China at eighty-six percent, and then Indonesia. Regarding our health, one of the main reasons um, we have a low score is lack of sleep. Yeah. Do you guys see that? I Very see that, important. especially yeah. with kids and mm-hmm. the early school schedules, and we go to bed late and get up early. So I don't on know my why last do that.
2: job, what happened was. It would take me an hour commute to and from to get my to get to work, and that already oh, takes a chunk out of your day. Sure. Mm-hmm. It's
1: very tiring, and, too. And
2: uh, you want to do so many things, right? But you're locked in the office for a certain amount of time, and then by the time you get home, it's like seven, and you're just like, I have three hours before I can have a full night's rest.
1: And then a lot of people like to go on videos mm-hmm. and just relax, and you kind of lose the sense of time, right? Yeah. And you might like... End up going to bed really late. Wow, that happens
2: all the time. And then you
1: have to go to get up early
2: for work. Mm-hmm.
1: Our time is a little bit more flexible, so. Oh, you
2: see, I'm just I'm <laughs> so easy better. breezy, man. It's just.
1: <laughs> also, other factors that we had contributing to our stress was reduction in family time, hmm. inability to care for parents and children's needs, and financial problems. Mm-hmm. Social health was the only aspect that improved since last year. So we scored a 56% on that. It's not super high. But people said they spend a reasonable amount of time on smartphones or tablets and have many friends to talk with. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Top,
3: yeah, right.
1: Well, um, online. I don't know if they're talking with them online.
3: Not or in person.
1: No. In person, probably no, online, little, right? That's
2: probably online. I mean, yeah, it's just so
1: easy it's to very talk to different. people online,
3: but it's not the same. It's not the same. Yeah, it's not the same. It's only a brief
1: like sentence, right? One it's like, comment. hey, how's
2: it going? What's up? And then you don't want to get... You can't like get
1: it. too deep when you're online. <laughs> yeah,
2: no, no, way. no, you
3: can't. Yeah, it's not possible.
1: So that's it's kind of I'm, it's kind of sad.
2: Ninety six percent, you say. That's a lot. That means I'm in the four percent. I feel lucky. I feel like I won the lottery just <laughs> now.
1: So uh, Leslie, what is your secret to having less stress in life? You know
2: what? It's just having enough sleep. Sleep plays such a huge factor, ah, and that's that makes the sense. one thing that um that I've been able to turn around lately. Mm-hmm. And it's because, you know, like you said, RTI is flexible, right? So, so it used you sleep to be, in or? I don't sleep in, but I, I, it used to be the fact that before I had to sleep, I was just like, oh man, I don't want to go to sleep because the sleep means I have to, next thing I need to face is work in the morning and then I have to do a whole another eight hour cycle before I have to, right, before you want to I go like three that. hours. You want to delay it as long as possible. But now? But now I'm just uh, I I go to sleep regularly I exercise regularly I eat well I can take care of myself That
0: all makes
3: good sense, huh? good stuff Okay So maybe Shirley can do that too, right? You have Um, less stress in your life? Exercise, less stress I just need to What is it now? I think I care more about my health Hmm. I'm always concerned about my health, you know and and lately, I don't know, with the weather kind of turning a little bit chilly, yeah. you just don't have the energy. You feel so tired already before even getting to work, and you're going, like, "What's wrong with me?" You know. And so well, exercise,
1: I think, will help uh, actually. Exercise, yeah, that's what I thought energy. too. I yeah. should
3: start so, um, doing that more. But you know, the, but I get stressful thinking about I need to f- to schedule that in mm-hmm. the time to exercise. I take a walk, but then I'll be like, you know, do something really does like, that, a bit I, don't, I don't know if that's good sure enough. That counts. Probably, but, if but still, you it's just taking around. a lot of time. Yeah, and, and then you know, because I, I try to s- I don't set my alarm, mm-hmm. so I get it at whatever time I have, and then by the time I get up, I feel like you know I'm doing this and that and I'm slow, and then and then oh I don't have time to exercise. I got to go work. You see, this is
2: all very self inflicted, <laughs> Shirley. <You've laughs> like gotta I told take your you. time, man. I know, I know. You got yeah. time to do it. You so, don't got time to do it.
3: Well. Got to
2: exercise yeah, is a good thing.
1: Means, I think I think of it as a positive thing instead of a chore. Mm, I yeah. really enjoy going to the gym. Actually, I
3: love it. It's like that's true. It's one of the best parts mentality. of my day. You go to the gym? Yeah. Oh, I do. okay. Go, I thought you said yeah. you work out at home. No, you go to I, the gym. Now I go to the gym. Yeah. Oh, good yeah, for you. I used to work out at home. But. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: So.
1: go anyway.
2: arm wrestle Natalie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, not you. <laughs> Something quite exciting um, is that Stanford University is going
3: to be displaying the Jiang Jinguo diaries. Tell us about this man. Yeah, this um, is uh, uh exciting. uh, Right. Now, President uh, uh, Jiang Jinguo is the former uh, Republic of China president. And um, uh, basically, they have been... You know, Stanford University's Hoover Institution has been wanting to, you know, put in public uh, his personal diaries for years. It was in the works for years because there were issues with the, you know, the ownership of the diaries and things like that. But all parties that are involved in the matter have agreed to make the diaries public um, this coming summer to facilitate ac- academic research. Uh, This is a joint announcement made by the Academia Historica in Taiwan and also Jiang Jingguo's granddaughter, uh, Jiang Youmei, and the family of uh, Jiang Xiaoyan, who's the former president's third son. And they would be made available in the Hoover Archives reading room, which, though, is currently under construction. But it's going to be reopened early next year. So some of the diaries... Actually, it will be made public in December because there's going to be a conference celebrating the opening of the diary. So I guess this is another soft opening kind of thing. And um, this according to Lin Xiao, Ting, curator of the institution's modern China collection. So basically, the collection of Jiang Jingguo's diaries spanned from 1937, when he returned to China following years of schooling and work in the Soviet Union, to 1979, which was the year after he became president, and also the year when the U.S. severed diplomatic ties with Taiwan. Now, Jiang, who was president of the ROC from 1978 until his death in 1988, he was the son of Jiang uh, Jieshi, right? Chiang, mm. Chiang, Kai-shek, Chiang Kai-shek. Okay, who's who led China from 1928 until 1949, and then ruled Taiwan uh, after his uh, Kuomintang lost China's uh, civil war to the Communists in 1949 uh, until his death in 1975. The diaries also involved the time when he was part of the negotiations between China and Soviet Union following the end of World War II. And then he served as a member of the secret police following the Kuomintang government's retreat to Taiwan before becoming premier and then later president of Republic of China. Oh, what so is there any secrets this is in all, I know. This is all really, you know, a
2: <laughs> whole lot of... Like, um,
1: I ate, you know, uh, fried rice today.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I bet that's what it was, you know. I just
1: like recording what I did today. Or did he like say... Oh, all the um, you know, all the I'm so tired of that <laughs> ugly Soviet whatever, you know, <laughs> whatever.
2: Well, here's the thing, Natalie, like th- th- this has to be some kind of like controversial thing for a reason, right? Yeah. It can't be. Yeah. I'm sure there's some personal things in like there. it's just like some fried not, it's rice, not, it's and not, just like, yeah. I know. It's not going
3: to be just like an official record of his agenda, right? Yeah. It's but, you know, be. for it to go public, I mean, it's really a big deal. It's
1: really fascinating. Yeah, I mean, so, it's life.
3: It's of course going to be offering a rare glimpse of uh, the inner world of Jiang Jingguo, but also shine a light on then. Very important period in modern Chinese history. Yeah, that's Because right. they are considered an invaluable resource to scholars and the public alike. Well, you know, the institution has the diaries of Zhang Qingguo's father, which is Chiang Kai-shek, mm-hmm. whose collection covers from 1915 to 1972, which were made public by the institution back in 2006. And it actually has been the most requested collection in its possession, so… Now, with Jiang Jingguo's diary going public, I mean, this is really going to be an awesome exhibit. And this is all made possible because Jiang Jingguo's daughter-in-law, Jiang Fang Ziyi, signed a 50-year deal for the diaries to be curated by the institution. Wow way like almost 10 years ago I would love to see that I wish it was in Taiwan you know it'd be a little
1: bit yeah it's kind of fun it's Stanford
2: beautiful well,
3: that's
0: well true. yeah that's a good, it's
3: another reason beautiful. to go visit beautiful. Stanford right
2: yeah. <laughs>
3: was it ever made public here though probably not no, right no no and then for the not. first public to go is in the States oh, there'd probably be protests and all kinds of <laughs> <So> <laughs> I know that's the thing it's like related
1: to this hey why is it not you know so they should in bring it over here though sometime, right? right. It, should, yeah. it should. It's going to make a tour.
2: I mean, right. the uh, the National Palace Museum meatstone is in London so there's no reason why that can't right. come over here, right? Right.
1: Yeah, very fascinating. Well, thanks for joining us on Here in Taiwan and do stay tuned for Chinese To Go. Hashtag Taiwan and status update for Here in Taiwan. I'm Natalie So.
2: I'm Leslie Leo.
1: And I'm Shirley Lin. We'll see ya.
0: Chinese To Go. Real Chinese. For real
4: people. Welcome to Chinese To Go, the program where you learn authentic Chinese, the Chinese that we use in real life in Taiwan. Taiwanese students, like students in other parts around the world, are required to take all kinds of tests, big and small. Let's listen to a conversation. How were your midterm test scores? You probably did really well, right? They should be pretty good. I spent a long time getting ready. I should at least get A's. Taiwan's test takers have it rough. They have a ton of tests, big and small. They never stop. Yeah, there are all kinds of different tests at school. And then once you leave school and look for a job, you have to deal with the test too. Sometimes one test decides a person's future. It's not fair. 别抱怨了,好好读书,准备下一个考试吧。Stop complaining, study hard, and get ready for your next exam. Right? 你这次其中考试成绩如何? 成绩, test scores. 其中考试, midterm exam. 考试, exam. 如何, how? How were your midterm test scores? 应该考得很好吧? 很好, really well. 考, it's a verb. Here it means to do an exam. They should be pretty good. I spent a long time getting ready. I should at least get A's. 应该不错吧? 应该 should. 不错, pretty good. They should be pretty good. Zhuanbei means to prepare. But here it means I spend a long time getting ready. 很久, a long time. Ingae at least. Ingae 应该 should. na I should at least get A's. Taiwan the test takers. 台湾, Taiwan, Taiwan. 真辛苦, to have it rough Yo a lot of tons of 大考, big exam 小考, small exam they have a ton of tests big and small called the may one they never stop one means to end to stop may 1 doesn't stop. 是啊,学校有各种不同的考试。除了校门找工作也要面对考官, 是啊, yeah, There are all kinds of different tests at school. 学校,at school,考试,tests,各种, all kinds,不同的考试。different. 各种不同的考试, all kinds of different tests. 出了校门,找工作,也要面对考官. means out, to leave. 校门, literally it means school door, but here it means to leave school. 找工作, to look for a job. job,找, to look for. 考官 means examiner, but here it means you have to deal with the test too. 面对 to face to deal with. 有时候是一事定终身，很不公平。有时候 sometimes 一事 one test 定终身. 定 means to decide. 终身 a person's future. Sometimes one test decides a person's future. 很不公平, it's not fair. 别抱怨了,抱怨, to complain. 别抱怨了, stop complaining. 好好读书, study hard. 读书, to study. 准备下一个考试吧, and get ready for your next exam. 准备, to prepare. Here it means to get ready. 下一个考试吧, the next exam.
2: Hello and welcome to Hashtag Taiwan. I'm Leslie Liao, social media guru here at RTI. On this week's Hashtag, we're going to be talking about some fan art that surfaced around Taiwan's two presidential candidates. This and more coming up next on Hashtag Taiwan, don't go away.
1: This week on Hashtag Taiwan, Leslie Liao tells us what's trending on social media.
5: What's going on this week, Leslie? Well, Andrew, have a video.
1: drawings of her.
2: That was very cool. Oh, you guys are waiting for more explanation. I'm sorry. <laughs> was a fabricated introduction to a fictional cartoon featuring incumbent President Tsai Ing-wen not self-explanatory enough?
5: I know, I'm key, I'm totally I, I'm I on board. Impressed. I'm I'm ready to see nice. what's gonna happen. Alright,
2: well that video was posted to President Tsai's YouTube channel, and all I gotta say is boy howdy is it something. <laughs> boy howdy. Now, but you have to realize that there's an entire repository of President Tsai Ing-wen fan art online, and President Tsai Hi, if you're watching this and you haven't chosen a Halloween costume yet, I got you covered. All right, check this out. Look at these four <laughs> pictures. They were posted to President Tsai ing Instagram sometime early throughout the year. And, uh... You have the Hulk, you have Yoda, but my favorite is the one all the way to the left. Big head, small body, you're going to get me every time. <laughs> anyway, these pictures were done by a local artist named Ah Ray, and he's noted for his uh, you know, blue ink kind of drawing style. He's also the author of the Leslie Liao Pick of the Week. That is President (laughs) Tsai Ing-wen drawn a la the cartoon style of The Simpsons. Now, as a guy who grew up watching The Simpsons and loving it, this had to be my highlight this week. Mm. Now, next thing is that Tsai Ing-wen is a champion of same-sex marriage. And when the law passed, a lot of people were seen carrying this picture of her which shows President Tsai holding up a rainbow flag. That's cute. The words on it, they say, support Tsai Ing-wen.
5: Very cool. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious, Leslie, are there any fan art pieces for her opponent, the KMT's Han Goryu? Great question, Andrew. And
2: there actually is. It's just not as voluminous as it is for Tsai. Han is featured in his own comics, his own cartoon... He even has a lantern Aww, made after him, which debuted during the Kaohsiung Lantern Festival. Now you'll see his trademarks are his dog, his blue shirt, and, of course, his not having any hair. <laughs>
5: <laughs> you know a draw? <laughs> I, I, I need some kind of uh, cartoon makeover.
2: Well, you would be him. cute as a cartoon, Andrew. Thanks,
5: Nellie. You would as well. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Hulk one. I think that one's pretty cool. I the one of Ty is I Hulk. I think that's a
2: great one also. Yeah. I also. I like the Yoda one, but I like, like I Yoda said, one big head, small body, <laughs> <laughs> tiny glasses. Just gets me. All Very right, well, cute.
1: thanks so much, Leslie. And that's our hashtag Taiwan for the week. Do follow us on social media and leave a comment below. We would love to hear from you.
5: This is this status, status Update. update.
3: Welcome to Status Update. I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trieste. We're going to be get to your letters. We always love to hear from you, just what you heard in the past week, and we want to know what you think about our programs. Mm-hmm. So that's what this program is about. But before we do that, we're going to update our status, our own personal status here. I know, and it's yes. been, it
6: was quite a big week for you this past week. Uh, yes. Uh, I think our listeners, frequent listeners will know that uh, your daughter recently got married. We've talked quite a bit about that. Mm. Um, actually, I did an episode of Curious John about it. But, oh, okay. Um, yeah, about Tony's weddings. Yeah, well, about your daughter's wedding in particular. Oh, yeah. but, well, for those who didn't m- m- listen in, uh, why don't you give us a brief re- recap? How did things go? I think it went really well. Yeah. Um,
3: yeah, the weather was perfect. It was very cooperative. And then the wedding itself, uh, which you didn't uh, get the chance to attend, but the wedding in the afternoon was beautiful. And... Everything was just the way my daughter wanted it. Great And then the banquet itself, I mean, you know, we um I think we have about three hundred people there. Something and like that. it was quite a festive occasion and I'm glad that you guys were there mm. and was the whole thing and and the food was good, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> and um, and um, the venue was great. I mean, when we picked it, even though it was a very auspicious day, according to the lunar calendar, but um, we're glad that we finally found a place um, that was pretty satisfactory. Oh. And so, yeah, we're very glad. And everything just worked out really well. And I think, um, you know, my parents and my in-laws were there to witness the whole thing. And they were just, they kept praising about it. My <sighs> dad, especially, he was just so... Moved and so happy, and you know, now we're still watching the videos on on Facebook, the pictures that people posted about the wedding and the banquet and
6: everything. It was just, yeah, it was just great. It was a good night. Yeah, I think everyone had you. a great time, and it was a very lovely ceremony as well. Mm-hmm. So how is uh, your daughter settling into married life? It's been about a week or so now.
3: <laughs> yeah, you know, I asked her a few days um, into the marriage, and I said, well, how's married life, you know? <laughs> but the thing is that um, she's working, um, uh, you know, as a, as a nurse, and uh, this month, or, or rather last month, uh, she was on a night shift, a graveyard oh, shift, yeah. and so it's kind of tough. So, um, in other words, so she's sleeping during the day. So she hasn't had much time with her husband yet. Uh. Except that she was saying that. Um, It takes getting used to an extra person walking around in the house. (laughs) But but the thing is that she loves having her own place now. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, she's just going to take her time decorating (laughs) the place the way she wants and everything. But uh, other than that, I think it's all been nice and sweet, I guess. Nice. A good, an auspicious start. Yes, (laughs) yes. So thank you for all you guys being there and Mm -hmm. witnessing the whole thing and giving the blessings. Very nice. So, yeah. All right. Well, let's move over to our listeners' letters. We're always looking forward to reading our listeners' letters, just what they have to say about our programs. Our address is
6: PO Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Our email address is rti at rti.org.tw. And please do remember that you can always reach us on Facebook and let us know what you think there as well. We look forward to reading what you have to say.
3: Yes. And this first one here uh, in my hand is from Miss Karobi Hazarika of Assam, India. Um, She listened in on October 28th. At 15320 kilohertz. Simple rating was 43343. And let's see, she listened to Jukebox Republic. It says that as a regular listener of your wonderful broadcast, I would like to tell you that I'm very much enjoying listening to your programs. I had heard Jukebox Republic program today and very much was pleased listening to uh, the program. In this program, we had played some wonderful songs. The first song was Young Woman and Girl, you had played today. It was really nice. The song "Runway Mama," yeah, I I don't quite understand what that really means. What what would you think of when you hear a you know a, a song title called
6: "Runway Mama"? No, it was actually "Runaway Mama." Oh, <laughs> oh that, well, that's a very different image then. I was picturing someone yeah. in air traffic control. <laughs> no, I think it was "Runaway Mama." Okay. Yeah. So, anyway. Someone with those little, you know, thing, the, like they tell the planes move forward to the <laughs> oh, is left. Is that what it is anyway? <laughs> runway mama.
3: Very interesting. Anyway, Yoga Lin, who's the singer, uh, Lin Yujia, he's very creative with his songs, actually. He writes... Pretty much all his own songs, and he has a way with singing. So, And it says that the songs, "Run uh, Runaway Mama, you had played today was also beautiful. All the songs you played today was really wonderful. I very much enjoyed today's program, found it more entertaining and enjoyable. Presentation was really nice. Well, thank you so much for your praise. That was Miss Karobi Hazarika of Assam, India.
6: We have a letter here from Japan, this one coming to us from Hiroyuki Matsui, who says, It is with great pleasure that I report reception of your broadcast as follows. This is a report about our October 26th broadcast on 15320 kilohertz from 0300 to 0330 UTC. Um, After the news, there was an episode of Taiwan Insider uh, on On the Radar, a new segment that we're trying out. Uh, We covered such items as Taiwan winning the Baseball Asian Championship. And uh, Will Smith, who was recently in Taiwan, I I don't think he's here anymore, but he was in town Mm -hmm. to promote his new film, Gemini Man. And uh, there was uh, hashtag Taiwan, which is again about Will Smith and the movie Gemini Man. And item, I think Taiwan by number, about uh, when will Taiwan have self driving cars on the road? And how many household items can a robot remember the location of? Oh, I I remember it was like a thousand. I think that depends on its memory. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I
3: feel like I, I know about this. Yeah, it was in Taiwan Insider. Net yeah. It was asking
6: that, pop, popping that question. What percent of people surveyed fear their jobs will be replaced by AI? And how many Taiwan students graduate with tech-related degrees every year? That's quite a lot of numbers about yes. Taiwan. Um, under condition, it says that the SIMPO rating was 25322. Unfortunately, the signal, it appears, was quite weak. There was, however, no interference, because it says here that Radio Japan signal was also weak, so I guess it maybe wasn't our problem. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good to know. Um, it says that uh, under comments, Japan is finally cool and in fall. Uh, I think we are not far behind you here. The weather Mm -hmm. has definitely cooled down significantly in the last week or so. Yes, Um, But the typhoon is coming next. Yes, uh, there have been a lot of horrible typhoons uh, that have hit Japan this year. Uh, It says there's been huge Mm -hmm. damage. Abnormal weather has become very commonplace and everyday fact of life, probably because of global warming. Today, a new movie starring Will Smith was broadcast. I haven't seen it yet, but I will at the end of the month at a movie theater near me. You may not be able to watch it. Well, why not? I think, we, I think we'll be able to watch it. it is, yeah, it's already showing here. Um, what is the situation in Taiwan? Is it a hit? I have no idea. I haven't looked at the box office results mm-hmm. lately. I think we'll probably won't find out till a little while down the road when they release some of those figures. Mm-hmm. Um, it says, I can only listen to RTI English broadcast on holidays, but I do look forward to it. Well, we're glad to know that. And it says, if the details in this report are found to correspond with your station log, I would appreciate very much to receive your verification card or a letter. Well, no problem there. This comes to us once again from Hiroyuki Matsui, who's writing to us from Nara Prefecture, Japan.
3: Okay, now we move over to Indonesia. This is coming to us from Eddie Prabowo. And uh, he listened in October 21st, it was. On 15320 kilohertz, simple rating was 4 across the board. I think that's good. The audio was heard relatively strong and clear with intermittent uh, fading. Okay, so he listened into to uh, the story about a Chinese sculpture carving artist, Li. Hmm, would that be Stroke of Light? And then voices uh, from Luke de Poford in Taiwan to discuss human trafficking. Mr. Luke, a member of the UK Human Rights Commission, talking about slavery and human trafficking. I believe that was on the line. Yes, I would assume that too. Okay, well, thank you so much for the details. That was coming to us from Eddie Prabowo
6: of Indonesia. We have another letter here from Japan. This one coming to us uh, from Saitama Prefecture. Uh, This is from Shin Makino, who writes that... uh, about our, who's writing about our October 17th broadcast, heard on 15320 kilohertz again from 0300 to about 0330 UTC. Um, it says here that there was a time signal, an announcement in Chinese, uh, opening music, a station announcement, and of course, the news. Uh, it looks like it was presented by you, Shirley. Uh, it was about Tsai Ing-wen saying that U.S.-Taiwan relations are at their best in decades, uh, Taiwan's less-than-expected economic growth. I think they downgraded uh, their forecast. Uh, but... And then also Taiwan's National Security Bureau saying that Taiwan should join with countries that share its values in the fight against fake news. After that, uh, there was an episode of Here in Taiwan. Uh, Then there was uh, Natalie Tso talking with Andrew Ryan and Jake Chen about the following items. One about new artificial intelligence technology. That's been a big theme lately, I guess. Mm. Uh, This one about an MRI machine that can sort of, not literally, but uh, gauge the relative age of your brain, meaning how well it's functioning. Um, Also, a a discussion about the most popular majors in Taiwan universities. Uh, Apparently, AI related fields are high up in there. Um, Something about a Chinese student in Taiwan and a universal volunteer group that was started by an Indonesian migrant worker. It says under impressions of your programs, I can only listen in sometimes due to NHK World Japan interference at home, so I receive your broadcast using remote SDR this time. I was able to receive well without interference. Thank you for sending your QSL cards received on October 1st. The card designed to celebrate your 90th anniversary is so cool and I like it. I also want to receive and send a reception report. If the details in this report are found to correspond with your station log, I would appreciate very much to receive your verification card or your letter. Well, once again, no problem at all. That comes to us from Shin Makino of Saitama Prefecture, Japan.
3: Okay, the next letter is coming to us from Andrew Kutsutsov of uh, Latvia. He says here, Dear friends from RTI English uh, section, I sent to your attention reception report on reception of short transmission on 9405 kHz. You listened in on October 4th. And uh, it was News Read by you, John, and then Town Insider by Natalie Sohn and Andrew Ryan. Talking about protests in Hong Kong and the celebration of National Day in Taiwan, and then Time Today with Natalie So again interview with a specialist from the Hong Kong about protest developments and possible end of confrontation. Simple rating was two four three two two, and he says here in the brackets very weak. And then he also listened in again on October sixth, um, again at nine four zero five kilohertz. Uh, there was a Chinese uh, lesson, Chinese to go, free Chinese lesson here. And then Time by Number segment from the Taiwan Insider Program. Also, uh, John, your program crew is John about World Animal Day, promoting animal welfare, the protection of Taiwanese rabbits. We're oh, talking about rabbits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Stroke of Light by uh, Jake Chen. That would have been conversation uh, with a a photographer artist also feeds Miss West with Andrew Ryan and Ellen Chu uh, looks like he might have used uh, the frequency 15320 instead um, but uh, simple rating was three three four three three I guess it could be better Thank you so much for the two reports that was coming to us from Andrew Kutsensov of Latvia
6: We also have a letter coming once again from Brazil, which always makes me happy to hear from <laughs> parts of the world where we don 't broadcast directly, but where we can still be heard yeah you're right apparently fairly well this it comes to us from Reginaldo Assunção, who's running to us from Brazil and uh, the simple rating was threes across the board not great, but once again, considering the location not bad either yeah. uh, this is a report about our September 21st broadcast, but we're just getting this note now, and uh, it was on 9405 kilohertz from 1600 to 1700 UTC. Um, if you're interested in knowing how he was able to pick us up with uh, such skill at such a great distance, uh, he, it says here he used an RX Motobrass 7-band world with telescopic antenna. Um, This letter is dated October 28th. It says, Hello, how are you? Thank you very much for the beautiful QSLs. I am happy to know about Taiwan, through Radio Taiwan International, about this wonderful country. I also listen to your nice interval signal and identifications, news and information about Taiwan and the region, with questions about Taiwanese society, politics in the region, and countries with which Taiwan has diplomatic relations. Um, I very much like your interviews, documentaries, and pop Taiwanese music. And uh, your traditional music as well. Uh, Taiwan is a beautiful country with beautiful traditions, culture, and music. And uh, it says I would like to obtain information and programs. Well, you can go to our website and find everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, QSLs if correct, and we'll be happy to send you another one. I think. And it says at the bottom here, thank you very much. Yours sincerely, Reginaldo Assunção of Brazil.
3: Well, that's it for this week's Status Update. I hope you enjoyed the program. And do write us and let us know what you think about the programs. So if you're writing uh, using pen and paper, then you can write us at PO Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan.
6: If you're more of an email sort of person, you can also reach us by email. Our address is rti at rti.org.tw. And of course, the fastest way to get to us is by leaving us a comment on Facebook. We hope to receive lots of those and uh, look forward to seeing what you have to say. Yes. Until
3: next week, I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> and since we were talking so much about the song Runaway Mama, here's that song for you listening by Yoga Lin, Lin Yo jia <laughs>
0: 散在 Sushinly Hey, 啊,show
5: 320 kilohertz we'd love to hear from you